Hope is a word that gets used countless times each and every day of our lives. Think about it. Phrases like, I hope this person responds to my text. I hope, it to, I, hope I make it to this meeting on time. For some of you today, you're hoping that milk is on sale because you're running out at your home. For some, you hope that we, or that we are able to get more rain. Or perhaps this one, if you're a student, I hope I pass this test. See? And then, simply to ruffle a few feathers here and to make sure you're awake, I hope the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. So, now that, we've, uh, now that everybody's on board, that other stuff, Pastor, we don't care about, but the Chiefs, my goodness. But we say these things, we say these things, and yes, it is true that I'm a Steelers fan, but I grew up in Kansas City and our, my family had season tickets to see the Chiefs back when they were really, really bad. And, uh, and so it's hard for me to not pull for my hometown team. But that being said, when we use this little phrase, I hope, at least from our perspective, it seems to me that there's always a tinge of doubt involved. Think about it. When you say you hope for something, there's something in the back of your head that perhaps is saying this may not happen. The Chiefs may not win the Super Bowl. Milk may not be on sale. You may not pass that test. But you're hoping. You're hoping. And so the reason why I'm bringing this up is that biblical hope, what we're talking about today, is rock-solid true. There is nothing that can, that can break through that, that the, the, the hope that we can find in Jesus Christ. If we don't have hope, then why do we proclaim here every single day that we have one, me- one message here at, at FBC Salinas, and that's to love God and love people? If we don't have hope, then why do we proclaim that we have one purpose of going and making disciples? If we don't have hope, then why do we believe that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord? If we do not have hope, none of those things makes any sense. But because we do have hope, because we have hope in Jesus Christ, we proclaim those statements with great confidence, with great vigor, with great passion, because we know this, they're not backed up by our efforts. They're backed up because they're founded upon Jesus Christ. He's the one who gives us hope. He's the one who's given this church hope for over 145 years. I get together with a group of pastors uh, periodically, and and we met this past week, and and one of them has been planning a church. They just celebrated their five-year anniversary a few months ago, and we were all excited about that. And he looked at me, Jeremy looked at me, and said, so how long has First Baptist been around? And I looked at him and said, just 145 years. And he says, what? I said, yeah, 145 years, God doing great things, God continuing to walk a church through great times and not so great times. But the point is, it's because our hope is founded on Jesus Christ. For 145 years, that's been true, and that will continue to be true. We have hope in Jesus Christ. I invite you right now to turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 15. You can scroll there on your smartphone, or if you want to use the Bible that's in, that's in, the, uh, in the rack in front of you, it's on page 949. But we read these words from Paul to the, to the Romans, and, and any time that I'm coming to this book of Romans, I have to remind myself that 
that this is, this is like eating a porterhouse steak. There's a lot here. And so today we're going to sort of skim a little bit of it. We'll, go, we'll dive into a, a few portions here or there. But Romans is a deep, deep book. And we come to this place in Romans chapter 15 where Paul is addressing the issues that, that are going on between the Jews and the Gentiles. And he's trying to help them understand about this hope being something that they desperately need and they need to live that out. And so we pick it up in verse 1. He says this, We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written, excuse me, in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives you endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that that Jesus Christ had, so so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. Again it says, rejoice you Gentiles with his people. And again, praise the Lord all you Gentiles. Let all peoples extol him. And again Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up. One who will arise to rule over the nations. In him the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope. Fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, we pray now as we come to this time of looking at Your Word, we pray that Your Holy Spirit would move among us in such a way that we would be a people of hope. That You would give us minds that can understand what hope truly is all about when it is resting on You that you would give us eyes to see that hope that is found in Jesus Christ, that you give us ears to hear the hope that all of us need to hear every moment of our lives, and that you would give us hearts that are filled with hope, that overflow with hope as we interact with those that you place in our path. Lord, may no one hear anything that I say, but may it only be that they hear what it is that you want them to hear, that you need them to hear, that you desire them to hear. And that you, Lord Jesus, would receive every last bit of glory. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. Hope, when hope is, is, is found, when hope is experienced, hope does something. Hope doesn't simply live, hope endures. It endures. And you'll notice as you look at these first six verses in, or these first few verses in, in Romans 15, this topic or this concept of endurance is all throughout it. He talks about 
in verse 4, he says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance, and notice, taught in the Scriptures. When hope is alive, when hope is moving, there is endurance. There's a belief that you can keep going. There's a belief that you can't, that you won't stop. And the reason why is because you have hope that something better is going to come. Read all throughout Scripture. God's people, when they placed their hope in Jesus Christ, when they placed their hope in the living God, they were able to keep going. And when they took their eyes off of the living God, things began to fall apart. It began to fall apart and it became a catastrophe over and over again. But God gives us hope because He is the God of hope. And we'll talk about that in a little while. But this whole idea, not just an idea, but the reality of endurance. We need to keep going. We need to keep going because that hope keeps us going. And when we have that hope, it impacts, and notice, it impacts our relationships with one another. Each of us should please our neighbor for their good to build them up. A little over 20 years ago, Daryl Simpson was serving as a deputy in the, in the sheriff's department. He's still serving as a deputy in the sheriff's department. And according to Daryl, Daryl was looking simply to just put people away. Arrest them, put them away. But 20 years ago, Daryl ran into this individual by the name of Gunter, Gunter Hartman. And Gunter was a surfer, Daryl surfs. And so they met surfing. But here's what was going on in their friendship at this time, if you want to call it a friendship. Gunter spent a whole lot more time in the back seat of Daryl's squad car than he did anywhere else. A number of weeks ago, perhaps you were watching KION News, and there was a story about their friendship and about what's developed over the course of time. And so we were going to show the video this morning, but because of copyrights, we can't. But simply go to the KION website and you can see it there. But better than simply watching the video, we now get to hear from these two guys. So I want to invite these two men to come up here. And and we're going to talk about hope and how God is... uh, How God has used hope in the midst of this this relationship, all right? So... uh, how are you feeling, Gunner? Good. Good. I'm glad to hear that and stuff. He's agreed to do all the talking. He's agreed to do all the talking. If that actually happens, all of us will be stunned. Because, never mind, I'm not going to take any further on this. So, so Gunner, explain to us, explain to this church, explain to us, what was going on 20 years ago when you and Daryl were interacting? You can hold that. It wasn't good. I was doing the wrong thing, and Daryl was there every step of the way to make sure there was a check man everywhere because <laughs> I was doing the wrong thing. Right, right. And so as he, as you guys in, inter, interacted with one another in the video, you said this, that you never thought that this guy would become your best friend. Correct, correct. And go ahead, finish. Just being where I was and, and the point of my life, just with law enforcement, you know, being on the other side of the law, Right. And no matter what, even if it was a bad situation or not, you know, and just right. without that emotion. Exactly. Yep. So let me take the mic. So 20 years ago, you interact with Gunner. What's going on? Um, 
Okay. Even before he knew where he was going to be and why he was going to be there. He was pretty predictable. You were just there to make sure that show him, the way to show, him the, <laughs> show him the way to jail. Okay, there's the way you go. But something, so a year ago, you shared with, with us as part of your story. You said God's, God got involved in your life. You were a believer back then, but God got involved in your life in such a way. How did the hope of Jesus Christ change the way you viewed Gunter and, and other people like Gunter? <laughs> you know, I kind of get I go, hey man, I heard you're surfing, I heard you're doing good, and I kind of encouraged him, and I, I kind of thought that was it, but when I went home, he just stayed on my heart, you know, mm-hmm. um, I realized that, that that opportunity that I had hoped for to impact somebody on a much greater level than just temporarily keep them from committing crime because I've taken away their freedom, and then since they didn't get released, and, and right. I've written Yeah, and so in the process of contacting you, Gunnar, what was your, when you reconnected with Daryl and all of a sudden this man is in your life who you had had, not that you had had issues with him, but he and and you had not quite seen eye to eye, the hope that he gave you, what, what, what happened there? How did that transpire? <laughs> is to be alone. Mm-hmm. And that hope has shown me that I'm not alone in this world. Mm-hmm. That encouraged me to keep going. Mm-hmm. To get up and, and to love one another every day. Exactly. So yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, hold on to it. So now your life is radically different, correct? And so talk to us about this hope that you've found in Christ.
I was alone, and my phone was not working, and all I could do was to pray. And when God answered my prayer, He showed me that I am not alone. Mm-hmm. That's enough for me to say, I am your God. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, and then to wrap it up, Daryl, hope in Christ motivated you to make this type of a connection how has it continued in in building this connection in this relationship It's awesome. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And, and the hope that you guys have found in Jesus Christ brought this together and continues to move you guys forward. So God bless you guys. Thanks for taking the time to share with us. Love you, man. God bless you. Love you, buddy. God bless. Thank you so much. It's interesting what Daryl said about you plant this seed, you don't know where it's going to go. And in this instance, it, it, things happened rapidly. But Paul, not but, but Paul... Ask, he, he's planting seeds in all these people's lives. And at the time that Paul's writing this stuff to writing these, these words to the Romans, Christianity is a blip on the screen. Paul didn't get to see the fruition of his labors. But yet Paul had this hope, this hope that he was going to look out for others, this hope that Jesus Christ can make an impact in his life. This hope gave him the endurance to keep going. Hope endures. Hope endures in Daryl's life. Hope endures in, in Gunner's life. Hope should be enduring in our lives and helping us keep moving forward. But the great thing is this, is that Paul's not done here. Paul keeps writing and he says these words, May the God who gives us endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Jesus Christ had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul understands this is a unifying hope. It's something that's important. And he also understands this, that this hope is for all. Something happened along the way with with God's people when in Genesis chapter 15, when God's speaking to Abraham about you are to be I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to all. Something happened between being blessed and transforming it into blessing to all. God's people lost their way. 
They thought that God's blessing was only for them. They thought that God's hope was only for them. They forgot that they were to be a blessing to all. And so from verses 7 down to 12, Paul talks about this. Listen to what he says here. He says, Accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. The reason why we accept one another isn't to say, aren't we neat together? No, it's to bring praise to God. Jews and Gentiles to whom Paul's writing in the book of Romans did not get along very well at all. The Gentiles were coming to know Jesus Christ rapidly. And the Jewish background believers were wondering, what's going on here? This, isn't, this doesn't seem fair. But yet Paul's saying over and over again, as you accept one another, as you work with one another, it brings glory and praise to God. Then he says this in verse 10, For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be, conformed, might be confirmed, and moreover, get this, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. It's interesting what Paul does here. He's setting the stage saying, this idea of Gentiles coming to know God is not a new idea. Perhaps in in this church to whom Paul's writing, the Jewish background believers are saying, this is all about us. What do we do about these guys? This is a new idea that God came up with. But Paul reminds them, This idea has been around for a long time. The idea of God rescuing and of God being the hope for all is something from the very beginning. And he lists these three verses. Look at what it says here in in the latter part of verse 9. It says this, as it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. Again it says, Rejoice you Gentiles with his people. And again, Praise the Lord all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up. One who will arise to rule of the nations. In him the Gentiles will hope. If you were to do the background, if you were to look in, in, in your Bibles, if you have it open, or even on your smartphone, there's going to be a little, italic, uh, little italicized letter at the end of each one of these verses. If you were to look at where those verses are, you would notice this. One of those verses comes from the law. It's found in Deuteronomy chapter 32. One of those verses comes from the writings. It's found in 2 Samuel 22 and also Psalm 18. And one of those verses comes from the prophets. Why would Paul do this? Why not simply give us one verse and say, trust me, it's covered. Paul does this to show this, that all throughout the Old Testament, God's hope is for everybody. He didn't simply talk about it to the prophets. He didn't simply talk about it to David. He didn't simply talk about it to Samuel. He didn't simply talk about it to Moses and Abraham. He talks about it to everybody because that hope is for all people. Perhaps you're here this morning and you have an us versus them mentality. Thinking that the hope is only for you. I would encourage you to talk to Daryl after the service. Because we don't have a us versus them them mentality. We have a hope based on Jesus Christ whose hope is for all of creation. And that hope continues making a difference all over the world. 
there's a lot of talk in church circles about the stagnant growth of Christianity in the United States. Christianity is growing at a rate of 0.8% in this country. People are alarmed and concerned, and frankly, I don't get why, being people of hope, we're not growing more. There are all types of different reasons for this. But here's what's interesting. Remember what I just said a few moments ago. Hope is for all people. The two fastest growing places for Christianity, for the hope of Jesus Christ making a difference in this world. The two countries in this world where the hope of Christ continues to make an exponential impact are Afghanistan and Iran. They are growing at 20% a year. The hope of Jesus Christ is changing the world. The hope of Jesus Christ isn't simply for us to soak it all in and hold on to it and not do anything with it. The hope of Jesus Christ continues to go out into this world. The reason being is because every other system fails. But Jesus Christ does not fail. It's been God's plan from the very beginning that His hope will be for all people. And as that hope comes to all people, what ends up happening, transformation happens. As the hope of Jesus Christ sunk deeper and deeper and deeper into Daryl Simpson's life, all of a sudden he's able to reach out to Gunner and say, hey, I've heard about what's going on in your life. I'm here for you. Transformation happens. I want to ask you this question. Who in your life right now needs to know the hope of Jesus Christ? Who in your life right now needs to know that there is hope in a hopeless world? I invite you to pray for that person. One of the gentlemen, one of the guys that I play golf with on on Friday, I'm just going to give you his first name. His first name is Jeff. Doesn't know Jesus. But every Friday we're out there playing golf, and he and and, uh, my buddy Scott from St. Ansgar's and then Ken who attends a church in Carmel, three of us, we continue caring for, for Jeff. And it's our desire that he will experience the hope of Jesus Christ. And that he'll experience what that is all about. And and Jeff is a great guy. Don't get me wrong. Hope one day to have him come and join us and, 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 and you guys can meet him. A great guy. But he needs the hope of Jesus Christ. There are people in our lives who need the hope of Jesus Christ right now. Who's that person in your life? So hope endures and hope is for all. And then hope overflows. Verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Notice that first phrase here. May the God of, go- may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. We have the hope in Jesus Christ, but notice that operative phrase that that Paul puts in there. He says, as you trust in Him. As I look around and as I talk with different people and as I process what's going on in my life, it seems to me that I trust in a whole lot of other things than Jesus Christ. It seems to me that I place my trust in things that cannot hold up. 
And then we get disappointed, I get disappointed, and then we get dejected and depressed and we wonder what's going on. And Paul says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. I've said this countless times here. We should be joyful, peaceful people. But oftentimes we're simply depressed and hopeless. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. Sorry, breaking out into puberty there. But my point is, My point is this, his hope, his hope is to overflow in our lives. And it's interesting here, notice what he says, may the God of hope. The Roman civilization had countless gods. The Persians had countless gods. The Babylonians had countless gods. The Assyrians had countless gods. I could go through all of this. They had countless gods. They had gods of war. They had gods of sex. They had gods of of agriculture. They had gods of the sun. They had gods here, gods here. They had gods everywhere. But you know one god that they didn't have? A god of hope. Not a single one of them has a god of hope. Why? Because there is no hope in anyone else other than Jesus Christ. Think about it. All these other religions have gods for this and a God for this, but not a single one of them has a God of hope. Jesus Christ is that God of hope. And trust me, in 2020, we need hope. We need hope desperately. But that hope is not found in anything we do or in anything that humanity can do. That hope is found in Jesus Christ. May the God of hope fill you. And I love this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. It's interesting. He fills us even though we don't ask for it. It doesn't say, hey, if you ask for it, he'll fill you. It says, may the God of hope fill you so that you may, and get this next part, so that you may overflow with hope. When people interact with you, do they find you to be a hopeful person? Do they find you to be a person that has placed their trust in something that is unshakable in Jesus Christ? Or do they find you to be a person that is just as hopeless as they are? According to what Paul's saying here in verse 13, The God of hope will fill you so much so that it overflows in your life. The hope of Jesus Christ so filled Daryl Simpson that it overflowed, it impacted Gunner's life. And in the process of it impacting Gunner's life, you know what else is happening? Other people that they surf with are seeing this. Many of them saw the, saw the story on KION and they came up to Daryl and Gunner and said, that was awesome, that was an awesome story. And the whole motivation behind Daryl and Gunner wanting to do the story in the first place was to impact other people because they understand that this hope is not simply only for them, but it's for the world. It's for everyone they meet. The hope that we have in Jesus Christ isn't simply for us, it's for everybody that we meet. May that hope overflow. And as that hope overflows, I guarantee you this, lives will be forever changed. That hope overflowed 
and a number of children's ministry volunteers here. And we saw the fruits of their labor in Avery and Bailey this morning. Two girls that now have the hope of Christ. Two girls that, yes, they're giddy with one another and you should have heard them back there. I couldn't get them to be quiet. But they're so ecstatic because of the hope that Jesus Christ has for them and in their lives. They might not understand all the deep concepts yet. I get it. But you can't tell me that the hope of Jesus Christ has not impacted their lives. When hope hits us, it overflows into other people's lives. And as it overflows into other people's lives, this world is no longer the same. My prayer for us in 2020 is that we would be a community of faith where hope lives. Where it lives and it moves and it overflows in our lives so that people would say, wow, this is some type of God that they're following. I need to get on board and I need to know more about Jesus Christ. So I invite you to join us this year in 2020 as we live out hope living in us and overflowing through us to impact this world. Father, we pray now as we come into this time of reflecting on what happens because of hope. We pray, Lord, that you would overflow in such a way in our lives that people could not help but see that hope all the more. I thank you for Paul tying in these verses from the Old Testament that show us again and again that your hope is for everybody. And Lord, right now we want to pause and we want to pray for our Christ-following brothers and sisters in Iran and Afghanistan. We pray that today would be a day of encouragement for them. That they would know that you love them, that they would know that you're there for them, and that as they share this amazing hope in very difficult situations, we pray that that hope would transform those countries and in the process transform the Middle East and in the process transform this world so that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that you, Lord Jesus, are Lord of all. Father, for those in this room right now, who are struggling. Struggling with anxiety, discouragement, depression, worry, regret. May you at this moment, by the power of your Spirit, give them the hope they need. A real hope. A hope that is not fickle. A hope that is not unstable but a hope that is stable and secure because of Jesus Christ Lord move in our midst may we as a community here at FBC Salinas be a community of hope where hope is living and hope continues walking us through this because that hope is Jesus Christ and he alone Lord, as we sing a couple more songs here momentarily, we would ask that you would open our eyes so that we can understand more fully this great hope that you have and that we would then respond to you with vigor 
with hope, with thanksgiving, and that you would sing through us in beautiful ways. May you receive all praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to invite Heidi and Kylie back up. And as they come up, I want you to, I want to encourage you to continue thinking about how hope is endured in your life. How hope is alive in your life. How hope is for all people. And how hope is moving in your life in such a way that you can't help but have it overflow. So I invite you to stand now and let's sing. Thank you.